0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, this is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. Mike Lindsley back with you. with the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by our great friends at CH Insurance, Bonnet Sales and Service, and Camilla's Golf Club. Make sure that you get your 2024 membership today with Camilla's Golf Club, the official golf course of the ML Sports Platter, and a huge tip of the cap thank you to friends of the program, the Swan and Whitaker families, Daryl Abert, Bob Lindsley, and the Alonzo family. Well, the season is here. There's no other way to say it, and we're going to chat some Buffalo Bills football right now with a sports editor. Bill's reporter for the Niagara Gazette and Lockport Union Sun and Journal. You can get him on Twitter at Nick Sabato GNN, at Nick Sabato GNN. Nick, welcome to the program, man. Can you believe the season is here already, man? How's it going, pal?
1: Not too bad, not too bad, and certainly, certainly here. Last last month or so has kind of flown by.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I know when we were texting a little bit off the air and and you know going uh, back and forth on Twitter, and I uh, I looked and saw Batavia, New York, and. Uh, It made me think of my dad. He's from Batavia, so uh, you got that in common with my father. Um, Let's get right in with with the Bills here. I mean, obviously another big year, right? They're still in the window, but what does success look like to you for this team? What do they have to do in terms of the end goal to say, okay, 2023 Buffalo Bills, successful?
1: I think for them it's to win a Super Bowl. Uh, They haven't shied away from it. Um, They've got a large banner in the field house. They've had a rec- replica trophy in the locker room. I think at this point, you know, they've kind of done the division thing. They've gotten to the playoffs. It's time to win the Super Bowl, and I think that's that's what they're kind of putting all their eggs into right now.
0: Bigger concern, Mike linebacker or offensive line?
1: Um, Middle linebacker. Uh, just because I think that there just isn't an answer right now. I think at the moment, the guy they would like is is Terrell Bernard, um, but he's had a hamstring injury, and those tend to linger, so we don't know how long he's going to be out, if he's going to be ready for week one, whereas with the offensive line, they put a lot of money into it in the offseason, and I mean, you still have Spencer Brown, who um, had a pretty debilitating back injury to the point where he said he couldn't feel his leg. It was numb, and that's why he had to get surgery and wasn't at full strength until maybe halfway through the year, if that. He might have been being generous about that. Um, He was kind of playing himself back into full strength and um, just didn't have a great year. I mean, but I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock into what happened Saturday. Um, Not yet. Not yet without game planning and all that stuff. When,
0: When you win and you become one of the great or elite teams in the NFL, Nick, you know that the schedule changes in an absolute heartbeat. I mean, you face division champions from the year before super bowl teams you're in prime time left and right and the bills i mean that's what the schedule is i mean they go at the jets to start things off on 9 11 um you know they've got to deal with the giants on nbc you got the london game nfl network you know travel you got the prime video game with the bucks you got the Bengals on the road in an nbc game you've got denver on monday night football my goodness i mean uh You know, you got the Chiefs in that CBS slot at 425. you got the Peacock game late in the year against the Chargers. The schedule's really, really hard. And you can say, all right, they've got to play all these tough teams. But those tough teams also have to play the Bills. Having gotten that out of the way, even with all these prime games, do you get the sense with at Jets after that game, obviously – it's Vegas at Washington, home for Miami, Jacksonville in a toss-up game. You should win it. Giants are a good team; they should win that though at home. At New England, Tampa at home should win that game with Baker. Before at Bengals, do you get the sense that that chunk of the season's really where they got to make you know make 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 their bread buttered? Right? I mean, maybe one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You got eight games there. Maybe that's where if they can go seven and one, we can talk about a big year. Don't you think they need to clean up in that beginning half?
1: Um, you would think so. Yeah. Uh, but I think to get where they want to go, they're going to have to win some of those games at the end as well. They're going to have to probably beat either Cincinnati or Kansas city, maybe even both to, to get uh home field. Certainly. Um, maybe, uh, one out of two just to get, um, you know, that two seed again, uh, Yeah, I think they they need to beat the teams that they know they can beat, but they're also going to have to beat some of those good teams. Otherwise, there's probably no point in talking about Super Bowl with them.
0: Our guy Nick Sabato talking Bills football here. He's a reporter and sports editor for the Niagara Gazette and Lockport Union Sun and Journal. You can get him on Twitter, at Nick Sabato GNN, and make sure you follow him on the threads, of course. That's his pin tweet. Um, That's nice. You're right. Home field advantage would be nice, but we saw them lay an egg against the Bengals last year. And this team has recently not been able to run the football. They rely on Josh Allen and Josh Allen only. I know that there is Latavius Murray, and as we record this, the roster is not set. You've got him, you pick up Damian Harris, you've got, you know, James Cook looks good right now, but again, how much will they really realistically be able to run the football? Do you think that home field advantage, because of that reason and others, is actually an advantage for the Buffalo Bills?
1: Um, Probably not. I, I think maybe home field might be a little bit overrated. Um, I know they want it. I know the fans obviously want it cause that's games they get to go to um, but we've seen in the past i mean Cincinnati um or a couple of years ago uh won in Tennessee then went and won an arrowhead um it happens it's nice it's it's convenient for for the team for the fans for the reporters um uh, but i I don't think it's necessary um uh, with the running game. <sighs> They're they're not going to run the ball a ton. That's just not what they do. Um, James Cook helps them because he can catch some balls out of the the backfield. He can split out wide and things like that. But they're putting all their eggs into the Josh Allen basket, and they're going to go as he goes.
0: So there was a lot of drama with Stephon Diggs, and he gets to camp. He addresses it. It's completely put aside, and we're good to go at St. John Fisher. Now you fast forward to just recently, and apparently Stephen A. Smith of ESPN is coming out and saying that he has a big-time source, and I'm paraphrasing, that Stephon Diggs doesn't like the, where the team is going, uh, you know, he's coming up on the end of the contract, all this stuff is resurfacing, blah, blah, blah. Do you think there are any problems with the Bills and digs? And, and I don't know who the hell the source is for Stephen A. It's one of the things in journalism I hate. I wish people would just say, hey, I just talked to so-and-so and he told me, but we know that the, the source who's given him, that isn't going to give him you know, permission to use the name. I get it, but it's still stupid. Um, where do you land on the Bills and Diggs? Are they okay?
1: Uh, if he doesn't want to be in Buffalo, I think uh, he's a pretty good actor at the moment um and maybe i mean maybe there's a place that he would rather be uh maybe he'd like to play with his brother or whatever but it doesn't seem like he's unhappy here he's not you know keeping to himself at practice he's not kind of sulking off to the side he's engaged he's joking with teammates um he's trash talking um he he was pretty him and taron johnson got into it last week um he's he just seems engaged and and there are no signs outwardly that he doesn't want to be here at the moment.
0: So give me your breakout, not breakout, that's that's the wrong word. Give me a guy on offense and give me a guy on defense, regardless of what they've done in the past, whether it's been with the Bills or not, whether they've had recent injuries or not, uh, whether they're rookies or not. Uh, give me a guy on offense you expect to have a huge year and on defense to have a huge year. Not not named you know, the obvious guys, Milano, Allen, Diggs. I got Greg Rousseau on defense double digit sacks and I got Gabe Davis coming back wicked strong. Who you got?
1: Uh, Gabe Davis has looked tremendous in, in training camp. He's looked every bit uh the number one receiver Stefan Diggs says he is. Um but again it's it's training camp. There's you know they're not really going full speed and all that. Um one name to watch is uh, Dawson Knox. Um I talked to tight ends coach, Rob Boris last week. He thinks Knox is having the best training camp of his career. Um, I spoke to Knox today. He agreed. Um, he he can kind of do it all. He can split out. He can play in the slot. He can block. He's a very underrated blocker. I think, um, there's, there's just not a whole lot he can do. And, um, I I think he's got that, that rapport with Allen. He's a good safety valve for Allen. I think he could have a big year. Um, on defense, I think Greg Rousseau, they need to have a big year from him. He needs to have a big year. We're going to have to start talking about whether or not they're going to pick up his fifth year option. He's gotten better, you know, each of the last two years. And he certainly looks the part at the moment. Um, but they're going to need him, especially. We don't know when Vaughn is coming back. Uh, today at practice, Vaughn was wearing, wearing football pants with pads in them for the first time. He didn't do any team drills or anything out of the normal that he's been doing while he's still in the PUP, but um, they're going to need somebody if Vaughn isn't ready to go week one, um, and there's been nothing to say that he will be ready. Uh, So they're going to need something out of Greg Rousseau. They're going to need something out of Leonard Floyd. Uh, A.J. Epinesa has to have a big year. Who knows what his NFL future looks like? Um, At times, he looks very, very good. At times, he's unnoticeable. He had the fewest amount of snaps between all the edge rushers last year, uh, but he still had six and a half sacks so he's kind of going to have to to blend the two together at some point here
0: are you looking to wager on all the big games and sports well i have great news for you our partners at bet online they continue to get it done as the number one betting source for you nba playoffs nhl playoffs we have golf horse racing and everything heating up this major league baseball season as well you'll get latest odds team matchups and game trends at bet online just log on today to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to get started but listen up Make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag or your mobile device. BetOnline. Get started today. BetOnline is where the game starts. You know, it is that time of year in sports where it is all heating up, not just the weather, but the events. We're coming off the NFL Draft. We have MLB. We've got the NHL and NBA playoffs. How about horse Racing's Triple Crown and... The PGA Championship, just to name some of the major sporting events we'll see in the next few months and have seen the last several weeks. Every event presents opportunities for inspiration and controversy, as well as new heroes and comeback stories. Ever wonder how to get into sports journalism? Well, I started my career at St. Bonaventure University. I attended their campus long before online degrees. Were a thing, but with their online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism, you'll learn how to find and talk about the most compelling stories, no matter the sport, all from the comfort of home. An advisory committee of Journalism School alums shaped this innovative program. Courses are taught by experienced professors and include master classes led by industry experts. As an SBU graduate, you join a network of fellow Bonnies, including the New York Post's Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. The Online Master of Arts and Sports Journalism builds strong skills and ethical foundations for successful careers. Coursework emphasizes the importance of multimedia reporting and incisive storytelling. Program graduates are prepared to tell stories at the intersection of sports, gender, and race. Take the next step in your sports journalism career by contacting an enrollment advisor at SBUJournalism.com couple more from my guy Nick Sabato here covering the Buffalo Bills. As we mentioned, uh, out in western New York for the Niagara Gazette and Lockport Union Sun and Journal on Twitter at Nick GNN. Von Miller, you mentioned the D-line, all the different guys who need to perform at. Oliver just got the big deal. They've got depth, they've got balance, they have versatility, they've got youth, they have veterans. When do you think Von Miller comes back? When would you like to see him come back? Maybe they're different answers, maybe they're the same.
1: Um, I think Vaughn was like to say he'd be back week one. I think that's what he said. <laughs> well he talks um, too much. We know that. <laughs> uh I, I I wouldn't be shocked if they put him on the PUP. He's he's not a guy they need at the beginning of the year. He's a guy they need at the end and they missed him quite a bit last year. Uh even though their their pressure rate went up once he went out and their hits on the quarterback and uh quarterback hurries and all that stuff went up when he was out slightly but they weren't sacking the quarterback at the same rate, and they just didn't have that guy that could command a double team at the time. Uh, they need him at the end. They need him against uh, Joe Burrow. They need him against the Patrick Mahomes. Um, if you recall last year against the Chiefs, Vaughn was huge in that game. He had two sacks, uh, I believe. He, he created some other pressures. He created some errant throws and things like that. That's why they have him. They, they don't need him you know, week two. Uh, they need him, you know, week thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and then into the playoffs.
0: All right, final question for you, Nick. It's a simple one. Sean McDermott. I mean, he's the HC and the DC. I mean, he's 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 the head man. He's the CEO of the team as head coach, and now he's on top of that taking the d- defensive coordinator duties without Leslie Frazier there. Will he be able to handle both?
1: I would imagine so. I, I you know, it's it's always weird in the NFL when um, a defensive coordinator turns head coach and calls his own place I think we tend to make a lot bigger deal out of that than say an offensive guy Um, I don't think anybody blinked when Brian Dable was going to call his own plays Um, same with um, Shanahan with the 49ers guys like that Sean McVay with the Rams Mike McDaniel with the Dolphins nobody really blinks an eye at those guys Zach Taylor yeah
0: Zach Taylor too with Cincy you know
1: correct correct but there's always just a little something there with a defensive guy. I mean, uh, McDermott is a pretty calculated person. What you see is what you get with him. Um, you know, it, I, I, I wouldn't imagine he's going to have any, any issues with it. I also wouldn't expect the look of the defense to be a whole lot different. I mean, Leslie Frazier was running Sean McDermott's scheme. Um, there's a reason there's so many different Panthers, you know, that have come in and out of the the organization since he's gotten here. And it's not because of Leslie Frazier. It's because of Sean McDermott. So he's going to kind of have control of his defense. What I think is if they're not better this year on defense, then maybe they're going to have to look at changing the scheme. And he's kind of the last, the last straw.
0: Well, I think that you're on to something with, that we don't blink, you know, when somebody does it as an offensive coach, you know, OC and HC. And it's very simple. It's an offensive game, <laughs> you know. We we just look, we're like, oh yeah, more offense. Somebody, okay, cool. Yeah, you know, I mean that's kind of how we all react to it these days. I think in the NFL with the, how pass happy we are. Well, he does an amazing job covering the Buffalo Bills. Make sure you go give him a follow. Actually, I can't let you go. How could I do this? I need to close with one more uh, question, and it's not non Bills related. You wrote a great piece on Rick jenneret recently, right? And so. Uh we just lost Rick and, and I know that he meant a lot to you. He was the soundtrack of so many people's lives, no matter how old uh people are. Uh I'm I'm forty-three. He's been the hockey soundtrack of my life. You're a lot younger than me, but we have that in common, right? So just give people a minute or two on RJ and what he you know has meant to you through the years.
1: Well, he's just so creative, right? I mean yeah. you you look at, at Van Miller and I'm not gonna compare the two and who is better and all that but Van had a couple of signature calls. Rich Nerat had 15 um you know so many that you know you if you hadn't heard them in a while you probably forgot them. And you almost tuned in to to see what is this guy going to say tonight. Like I mean yeah. god bless the people who who are willing to tune in and be on the edge of their seat for 82 games all 82 games. But, it, I mean, the reality is a game in February, you know, at, at times it becomes a slog, right? Yeah. He made it interesting. You know, what? what is he going to say? Who is he, you know, what What creative call is he just going to come up with off the top of his head? And you remember all of them. There's so many on his reel that it's hard to pick the best one. Like uh, To me, um, I grew up, I, I got into the Sabres, um after i met dominic Kashuk when i was a, a, a small child so the the one that i remember the most is the brother we are not worthy
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah bro brother yeah that was a that was a good one i mean may day may day's got to be number 1 for me uh i'd probably go oh boy right and and see that's the thing with rick you just said it with so many calls it's so hard to to break them all down i probably would have to go with um you know, the, the Drury game-tying goal, I didn't hear it live because I was there, um, but then later heard it, and, and then the offense again off winner, and then from there, my God, you could probably, I'd probably go Pommonville, you know, the population of Pommonville, um, you know, that big-time goal. Um, gosh, you know, there's so many. You're right. And, and you know what? When you get to the Van Millers, you get to, you know, the hometown broadcasters, you get to RJ, you get to the national guys like Mike Emmerich and all the rest. To me, it's not even really like, let's figure out who's better than who. It's like they're all unique and great in their own way. And, and Rick Jenner, my God, he was going to be so missed. And uh, you know what? You're right. He made a lot of games interesting when that team sucked up until now. And, uh, God, I just wish he could have called the Stanley Cup winner. That's the only thing, Nick. You know? That's the only thing that he no. was missing. You know?
1: No, I I don't think that a guy like him couldn't have called games for NBC. You're right. It, it just, it just right. wouldn't have been the same. Like, yep. he was just so passionate so into it um, you know i look at a guy like john murphy um who I, I might be i'm biased have a personal relationship he's my favorite broadcaster of all time but he could have been a national guy because he's just your your typical really smooth oh. uh broadcaster doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes um but rick Generette is your your prototype for a local broadcaster and he just he just hit it to a tee, and, I mean, you look at uh, the the Pommenville goal oh. in overtime to, to uh, beat the Senators in yep. 05.
0: 2006, uh, yep.
1: 2006, 05-06. Yep. Uh, but he, you know, he did the, the, the uh, these guys are good, scary, scary good. 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 A lot of people don't remember. Yeah. The first time he did it was game one after that wild finish. I think it was a 7-6 overtime win where they, they scored Later, I think there was a couple of goals in the final minute, something like that. Mm-hmm. He said it first then, but nobody remembers it because that Pommonville goal, well, they just knocked out one of the favorites to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. He already said it. it. It's just, he was just a remarkable, remarkable talent.
0: Yeah, and he did the We Are Not Worthy for Ryan Miller. He did the, uh, the, uh, his final, I mean, his send off was amazing. You could call that right up there as well. And, and, and oh my goodness, who can forget the Marty Biron? I think it was Ray Emery. Uh, with that fight in '07, uh, gosh, there's so many Jason Woolley has shot heard around the world. I just just the guy was a true treasure. There's no doubt, and he's going to be missed big time. Oh, yeah, and big time.
1: The the fights he called it. You, you would have thought he was a boxing announcer. He just got <laughs> so into those. And yeah. I mean, you would cut to them when the, when he was an Empire, they would cut to him at the end of a an overtime game or a playoff game. You know, and he's he's kind of disheveled and his tie was undone. It looked like he had just played. And that's how into it he was, and I think that, I think that resonated with a lot of people.
0: No doubt, and you could throw basically any Stu Barnes goal in there for obvious reasons, and we don't even need to go down that road because you know exactly what I'm talking about. The guy was just, uh, he was amazing, no doubt about it. Nick Sabato covers the Buffalo Bills for the Niagara Gazette and Lockport Union Sun and Journal. Get him on Twitter at Nick Sabato GNN. That's at Nick S A B A T O G N N. And of course, uh, the pinned tweet there, you can follow him on the threads. Nick, thanks so much, let's do this again, all right, my my uh, friend, and uh, keep up the great work. All right, appreciate it, anytime.
1: New rules in baseball
0: are making the games faster and more efficient. We're doing the same at CH Insurance. Always working to provide a better insurance experience for you. Hi, this is Joe Convertino Jr. As an independent agency, we partner with amazing carriers like Preferred Mutual, to give you that peace of mind while protecting your business and family. CH Insurance, in your corner, every day, every way. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.